This episode of Stuck in the 80s has been brought to you by... I am the monarch of the sea. The 80s Cruise. Find out more at the80scruise.com. Travel back in time to the 80s. Reliving the music. You can't have the Pretender's first album. That's mine. I bought it. You did not. The catchphrases. Did you have a brain tumor for breakfast? And the wannabes. Sometimes I see you dance around the house in my underwear. Doesn't make me Madonna. Never will. Because just like you, we're stuck in the 80s. Can you say stuck in the 80s? Welcome to Stuck in the 80s. It's your host, Steve Spears. And today, we get down to the excellent eight in our March movie sidekick bracket madness tournament. Easy for you to say. It's not so easy for me to say. (laughs) And with me, as always, I'm running out of Hoosier references, so I'm just going to stick with calling you Brad in L.A. It's Brad in L.A. It's the Ocho. (laughs) Oh, my God. You know, every year this sounds like a great idea. Hey, it's March Madness. You know, we'll we'll just we'll, we'll just we'll just do a couple podcasts. It'll be great. Yeah, get into the second half of this, and yeah, you know what, guys, we're working hard on this. I'd rather do this than like say clean my apartment. Oh, which sure. Is pretty much my only. That's my only other option today. We're in the final push. So, uh, long time listeners, short time listeners, you know the drill by now. Every year we, uh, every year for the last two years, that is. Um, <laughs> every year so it's because a long we forget how much work it is. Yeah, I don't. I I'll do it again next year. Oh, absolutely! It's a lot of fun. Don't get me wrong; it's it a lot fun. of fun. We uh we we pick a topic and we put it into tournament uh, style brackets uh, one through sixty four, and we have some fun with it. And this year, the topic is movie sidekicks. And as we've mentioned in previous weeks, there's been a little bit of debate about what a movie sidekick is, uh, even between me and Brad and our good friend Drew and. Carol Jansen and all the other uh, friends of Stuck in the 80s, there's, there's, there's been a little snippiness back and forth about, you know, Crash Davis, sidekick or not. Is uh, Dr. Brown from Back to the Future a sidekick or not? I mean, I'd, I'd like to think that in future years when we do this, it'll be much more clear. Like You don't, like don't want to pick something divisive just for the good radio aspect of it? No, no. <laughs> I, I, I want science. I want to be blinded with science. Science! So we're here today to talk about who makes it to the Elite Eight, and then we'll set up the brackets, and then you can vote to see who gets to the Final Four, or what are we calling it now? The Fab Four? Uh, the Fab Four. We'll go with the Fab Four, because I'm pretty sure Final Four is... Uh, I know we have way, an excellent eight, but I don't remember what the... <laughs> Final Four is probably a one-way ticket to... Uh, I think it was the Rad Four. The Rad Four. Okay, we'll go with that. The hat tip to Martha Quinn. Anyway... I, I don't want to give too much away right now, but I'm there can be a couple of sad moments here. We're gonna give it all away. A couple of sad moments. Here we go. You ready? Okay. So the first matchup: Cameron Fry from Ferris Bueller's Day Off versus Winston Zeddemore from Ghostbusters. Cameron Fry continues his uh, University of Kentucky ways, Notre Dame notwithstanding. Look, don't ask me to participate in your stupid crap if you don't like the way I do it. Steamrolling Winston Zeddemore. Seventy-eight percent of the vote. Wow, seventy-eight percent of you voted for Cameron Fry over Winston Zeddemore. I guess I'm not shocked. No, I think that's that's the right choice. 
Still, 77 votes for Winston. That's pretty amazing still. It's not that he's a horrible character. It's just he's no, you know, you're no, no Cameron Fry. No. <laughs> Cameron Fry, I mean, that, there's a reason he's he's the Kentucky of the of the tournament. Yeah, of the tournament. Of the tournament. I have a cold. Oh, sorry. Very, very stuffy. Never pick on the sick and infirm. There's going to be some more mispronunciations than usual from me. All right. Thank you, NyQuil. Starting with this next one. No, I'm sorry. <laughs> Rocky Slaw Road. Slaw. From uh, that movie, I Can't Stand, The Goonies. Goonies. My kids actually requested that we watch that last night. Oh, no. God. Yeah, it was great. I'd rather watch Beautician and the Beast than watch uh, Goonies. We can set that up. Versus Goose of Top Gun fame. Uh, I thought this was going to be very close, and it sort of kind of wasn't. Hey, Goose, you big stud! That's me, honey! Take me to bed or lose me forever! Show me the way home, honey! Goose, my friend, you move on with 65% of the vote. Goose is as close to a true wingman as we have in the bracket. Yeah, But he's not a wingman, is he? No. He's a dead man. He's a radar. What is it? He's a Rio? He's a backseater. I'm getting a lot of questions and not a lot of answers so far in the show. Hey, by the way, you know there was a someone had a really interesting bit of trivia uh, about the um, the Sweet Sixteen. Of the sixteen people in the Sweet Sixteen, five of them are dead. Ooh, not the characters, because that would be Goose. Goose would be dead. That's but true. the actors themselves. Wow. Yeah, so far we've passed one of them, and he's dead in the bracket too. Yeah, sloth by. Um, John Matusak. So the excellent eight matchup in that bracket is Cameron Fry versus Goose. That's huge. I, I don't that's know how big. that's going to go. Yeah. Who? I, I'm not going to put you on the spot, but I am going to put you on the spot. Right now, who who would you vote for? I got to vote for Cameron. Yeah. Come on, he has that a Ferrari. Yeah, I mean, he's... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he lives. Just by, by, by just the slightest of margins. Yeah, I won't be upset if he loses. Let me put no. it that way. I don't know. I'd like to see Cameron, you know, Cameron versus Goose for the for the final matchup would have been good. So, yeah, well, so you get it a couple rounds early. Yeah, I know. It's just not fair. Anyway, next matchup is Willard from Footloose against Short Round from Temple of Doom. And, uh, you know, Willard, you are the latest victim. Ooh. Uh, short round, our favorite Asian kid left in the bracket. Fifty nine percent of the vote, not that close. I, I would have guessed. I would have. I would have put all the money in the world on the reverse scenario. Well, short round has shown a great deal of resilience in this bracket. I don't understand far. that. I, I mean, you know I, what? I, I don't know. The two movies aren't even comparable in my mind. I mean, I love Footloose. Temple of Doom is the worst Indiana Jones movie. Uh, worse than Crystal Skull, or are we just ignoring uh, we don't, that one? We don't, we don't acknowledge that, that one? Exists. Okay. Of the three uh, Indiana Jones movies, yes, you're absolutely right. So, I don't know. Is Sala even in that one? If Sala's not in it, it's a bad movie. Uh, I don't think he's in the second one. No, I think he's gone. That's another reason why it's not a good one. I know. The reasons just keep adding up. Why don't you do the next one, too? Because I know with my um my nasally congested... Okay, I can't. I cannot do this next one. I can't say the names. And the next matchup in this bracket was Inigo Montoya. You killed my father. Prepared to die. 
versus Mark the Rat Ratner. And that went pretty much how we thought it was going to. Let me explain. No, there is too much. Let me sum up. And Yoga Montoya. Now I can't say it. In Yoga Montoya, 56% of the vote, you're moving on to the awesome eight. It's kind of a shame. Fast, Fast Times at Ridgemont High, to me, is a top five 80s movie. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And, you know, maybe maybe that ensemble cast suffers a little bit there because he or maybe he suffers a little because it's such a big cast i think I mean, you he is a sidekick but there's a uh, lot of stuff going on in that movie sidekick to who to uh damone i, I would argue it's the other way around <sighs> no damone's calling the shots there <sighs> uh, again I, th- uh, uh, I think damone is absolutely calling the shots there uh yeah but i would say the ratner is the, the, the more important character in the movie um i think he's more relatable uh, well, yeah. <laughs> to schlubs like me, um, who worked in movie theater. I never had to wear a weird tux, though. Just an awful polyester blazer. Wow. So that sets up Short Round versus Diego Montoya. Okay, on that matchup, I'm going to say... God, you know, I, I honest to God don't care who wins that. I think Short Round goes on. I do. I think Short Round's going to win that one. Really? Yeah. Huh. Okay, I, I think you're wrong, but I'm telling you right now, it's. I hope I'm wrong, but I, I think that's no, how it goes. I have no emotion invested into that matchup whatsoever. I feel bad for saying that, but I just don't care. I do care very much about this next one. It pits my two universes against each other. Mr. Spock from the Star Trek movies versus Chewbacca from the Star Wars universe. Uh, I, this kind of went the way I thought it would. Yeah. It was somewhat close, but uh, Chewy. He pulls it out. Mr. Spock. Uh, Time for the old funeral dirge again for you, my friend. Of my friend, I can only say this. Of all the souls I have encountered in my travels, his was the most... human. Others? Huh? Uh, that's a shame. I thought he would go further. I Yeah. Tough matchup. Tough matchup. Who's up next? Next up is Barf from Spaceballs versus Bryce and Cliff from 16 Candles. So are we going to get the dream matchup character versus parody of character? I'm going to say we are. Think they liked us? Definitely. We are nope. not. Ah, Two ballots in this that were decided by 16 votes, and this is one of them. Bryce and Cliff is moving on. So in the <sighs> awesome eight, it's Chewbacca versus Bryce and Cliff. Uh, yeah, that's going Chewie's way. God. Well, yeah, Bryson Cliff. I mean, whoever won that was just a sacrificial <laughs> lamb in the next it round. It was a nice run for you guys. Yeah. But, uh, Good job, boys. No, and you went a lot farther than anyone thought you would. Yeah. A lot farther. But that's okay. Uh, this next one, I don't even want to, I'm going to say it, but it really hurts. It, this one, this one hurts. Okay. Next matchup, Ducky. Philip F. Dale to you from uh, Pretty in Pink versus Doc Brown from the Back to the Future movies. I don't get it, people. I don't get it. I refuse to acknowledge this one. I foresee two possibilities. One, coming face to face with herself 30 years older would put her into shock and she'd simply pass out. Or two, the encounter could create a time paradox, the result of which could cause a chain reaction that would unravel the very fabric of the space-time continuum and destroy the entire universe. Granted, that's a worst-case scenario. The destruction might, in fact, be very localized, limited to merely our own galaxy. Doc Brown wins with 56% of the vote. Huh. Well. 
I don't know if you noticed, but I, I posted a uh, little plea to Stuck in the 80s Universe yesterday on the Facebook page, just begging people to like make this a closer race for Ducky. As it turns out, I did notice. <laughs> I think I commented on there for people to stop stuffing the ballot box. Would, would he, I know we had a problem with a lot of duped ballots over the last 24 hours. Yes. I, I can't imagine there's any connection between your plea and that happening, Steve. That, that, uh, our people would never do that. If we counted all those duped <laughs> ballots, would Ducky have won? Oh, yeah. Really? Oh, yeah. Big time. Uh, okay. It wasn't me. Okay. I wouldn't I, well, do that. it doesn't matter. I, you know, they got filtered. Just, Sorry. Okay. I'm, tra- I'm taking you at your honor that you're tabulating these votes the correct way, that you're not like deliberately reversing results just to, to get at me. Steve, would I do that? I have too much yes. respect for you. Yeah. Or something. Yeah. No, that's not what you have. No, I don't. I don't okay. want to reveal all of my methods because you okay. know the, we'll get into the get into the nitty gritty. But there are certain patterns. It's not hard to figure out when people are duping their ballot. Yeah. Do the last one. Okay. Last one is Charlie Babbitt. I cannot, for the life of me, figure out how he made it to the Sweet Sixteen versus Hobson from Arthur. As we can all see, it's a lovely day, which would seem to indicate that the night is over. Hobson moves on. This was close. Fifty-two percent of the vote. I don't get it. So you got two old men in the awesome eight, Doc Brown versus Hobson. And you know Hobson, what I think? Hobson should win, but I think Doc Brown will win. Here, I have a theory that I've developed over the last 12 seconds. Ooh, these are always good. If you notice as you go through this, the movies from the later half of the 80s are doing better than the – the characters in movies from the later half of the 80s are trending better than the characters from the first half of the hmm. 80s. I mean, there's a couple. There's a couple. There's a couple exceptions. Yeah. So, what do you think that? What do you think that means? I think that the 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 fanship stuck in the '80s nation is trending a little younger now. And that was kind of something. Did we talk about that on the podcast, or did I just think it really loud that that was why the kids kid characters were doing so well in the early rounds? You may have said that, but it seems like because I mean, to me, I'm more of a Hobson. I'm voting for Hobson. Over oh, yeah. Doc that's a great character. And, and it, I, that vote shouldn't have been anywhere near that close. Yeah, I'm going to take Hobson over Doc Brown. I know Carol Jansen will take Hobson over Doc Brown. Team Hobson. She's like a year year or two older than us. I'm not at liberty to divulge She's, that information. She is older than us. Um, so I'm she not would, at liberty to divulge that information. She would. <laughs> Charlie Babbitt. Charlie Babbitt was what? Uh, Raymond was what? 87, 88? Yeah. Something like that. Here's the thing. You know, for all the crap I got about Crash Davis, no one gave me any grief about Charlie Babbitt, who really is a similar character in that he's kind of the lead of the movie. But we're calling him Rain Man sidekick. Just well, of. and the, the reason he made it in there too is so he he won an Oscar. Well, that's true. He won an Oscar for playing a role that's a sidekick. You're going to make it into the tournament, I would think. Mo- I one mean, would hope, but I I know the guys who set this thing up, and they're morons. <laughs> we spent a whole forty five minutes working on this. <laughs> Yeah, up to and including 45 minutes. We actually spent some time on this one. but uh, uh, So that's interesting. So, yeah. so those are our matchups. I'm I'm sad to see Ducky gone. I think that's a mistake. Mr. Spock, yeah, I mean, he, was, he wasn't going to make it all the way anyway. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I did not see him coming yeah. up against Chewbacca, but that was, that was going to be a tough matchup. The love, the love for Star Trek is, is just not there anymore. And um, Willard, that, again, a surprise, but I think... He falls victim to uh, Footloose being an early 80s movie versus yeah. uh, Temple of Doom being a later 80s movie. 
Maybe that's the difference. That, that um, could be. I'm, yeah. I, I don't know. I can't think of any other reason why Willard would not. Please, someone out there in the 80s universe, email us. If you voted for short round over Willard, please explain why. So is Hobson the last character that the actor is dead? Yeah. Hobson. That's made it on out of that round. Uh, John Candy is dead. He's gone. Leonard Nimoy is dead. He's gone. Willard uh, is gone. Willard is gone. Sloth, gone. Sloth, yeah. yeah. Sad. I wouldn't want the Deadpool in the next one to, to go. I would <laughs> Gone but not forgotten, yeah. Oh, God, because there's some people in here up in age, if you think about it. Yeah, well, we're not getting any younger either, Spearsy. Yeah, so tell me about it. You know what we need to get started on? I do. The, the Seggies. Ah, the mystical refrain of reader mailbag. Um, I'm going to have to find a new phrase for mystical refrain. That's really starting to bug me. Ten years of this, I, I, suddenly you got it's, a new catchphrase. I'm becoming a cranky old man. And where are phrases. my pants? How ironic you say that at this moment. This week we have a message from our friend Just Drew, who sadly has not been with us for a while, but needs desperately to return as a co-host soon. If for no other reason that we can close out the Beatles series. Oh, yeah. We got to get those done, don't we? Before they die. Oh, wait. Um, it's the over-under on uh, Paul McCartney or me dying first. I'm going to go with me. <laughs> you know, he's got the best medical care money can buy, I'm yeah. sure. So. And I've, I've been in near hospitalization twice in the last six months now. So, Oh, boy. Anyway. Doom and uh, gloom. Doom and gloom. Yeah, I know. It's not stuck in the A's without a little bit of doom and gloom. I know. I got to straighten out. This is ridiculous. Right. That's what you said last week. Well, you know, how much can you straighten out in one week? Go ahead and read the, the letter while I... Um... While you try and self-resuscitate? Yeah. Okay, Drew writes, Hi, Stephen Brad. Well, I have a good problem to have. My oldest daughter, now 16, has been on an 80s tear lately. Music, movies, you name it. We recently watched two 80s gems in one night. Top Gun and Sure Thing. Here's the deal. We're running out of movies to watch together. We've seen all the Hughes classics, the Cusack collection, Better Off Dead, One Crazy Summer, and even Gross Point Blank, the aforementioned Top Gun, Sure Thing, Valley Girl, War Games, Goonies, Ghostbusters, and Real Genius. She's more than welcome to watch Fast Times, Risky Business, and Last American Virgin, but as dad, I don't want to be there. What are some movie suggestions you guys can make for a father and daughter to enjoy together? Thanks for helping keep me, and now my progeny, hopelessly, stuck in the 80s. Signed, Just Drew. Wow. Um, That's a good question. It is a good question. So I'm going to interpret it. I'm going I'm to define it a little bit, if you don't mind. Okay. And I actually I, I asked a clarifying question just to make sure we didn't go too far out in the genre field. I'm like, does she like horror? Does she like sci-fi? And he's like, no, not really. No. So Okay. Well. And, uh, so maybe no poltergeist. I, well, no. I, <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm trying to think of, okay, these are movies, in my mind, these are 80s movies for the most part. I have one 90s movie I'm going to throw in there. 80s movies for a dad and a daughter, specifically uh-huh. a daughter. Sure, sure. So, I mean, if it were a guy thing, I would – I'd have the big red one, you know, and all that kind of shit. But specifically daughter. And I'm going with ones he hasn't mentioned, even though I'm sure some of them maybe he has covered. Okay. Yeah. Uh, they may have seen uh, some of them, yeah. Yeah. Okay. The most obvious one, Princess Bride. 
I'm, I'd be shocked if he hasn't seen it already. But uh, that's that's a good one. That's a good dad-daughter oh, yeah, that's, movie. That's a, just a fun movie. But yeah, perfect for that. There's another John Cusack movie that um, he didn't mention from the late 80s called Hot Pursuit. Have you seen it? I haven't. I'm not familiar with that. I think it's on Netflix now, or at least it was at one point. Okay. It's pre-Say Anything, I want to say 87-ish, Okay. where Cusack is uh, a student in a um, private school. His girlfriend goes to a different private school, and they're supposed to go on spring break together with her parents, but he fails a chemistry test, and so he has to stay behind and do a makeup Kind of thing, and then he oh, tries to catch up to him. It's 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 not a great movie, but for some reason, when I watched it back in '87, yeah. I kind of enjoyed it. It is currently available on Netflix. Steve. Good, yeah. yeah. So there you go. Flashdance, I think, is an obvious one. I think you can watch that with your kid. There's, I mean, there's some language. Yeah. I think it's the that he's trying to avoid. Yeah, I mean, I, well, there's a lot of nudity in, in the ones that he specifically mentioned. Ako Taco. No, no. Overboard with Goldie Hawn. Yeah, that's a great choice. That's on my list, too. Uh, Color Purple. Eh, It's a little deep, maybe. Eh, I don't know. Could be, Uh, but it it wouldn't be bad to watch with him. Mystic Pizza. What do you think of that one? That's a good one. That's on my list, too. That's perfect. Yeah, and that is also on uh, Netflix right now. In fact, I've kind of been toying with watching it over the last couple nights. Um, Did Adventures in Babysitting make your list? Ah, oh, I completely forgot about that. That's, that's a perfect a choice. Yeah, that's a, good a perfect one. choice. And then if you really want to get into some of the more fun ones, uh, Legend. I see you have Labyrinth on there. That's Labyrinth. A, that's a great choice. That, you got to watch Labyrinth, Drew. That's got David Bowie in it. It's awesome. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, what's, what else is on your list? Okay, so I kind of divided mine up into categories. So I've got the high school hijinks list. So I got Can't Buy Me Love, Just One of the Guys. Uh, there's some nudity there. Yeah, just at the very end, though. There's one moment, and it's quick. It's yeah. okay. He has tits. It's got a uh, great line. <laughs> it is a great line. Um, Heather's, which I know you don't particularly like, but I think that's you know that's a good dark comedy. And yeah. a movie that knows it's stupid and is having fun being stupid, Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. Yeah, good one. So romantic comedies, I think. Did you have Splash on your list? I did. Uh, Mannequin and Overboard. Uh, a couple road trip movies, Twins, with Arnold Schwarzenegger and uh, Danny DeVito, and Stand By Me. I don't know. That's an 80s movie, but it doesn't it doesn't feel 80s. It just happened to be released in the 80s. You know, I was thinking about this last night because I was watching, um, I guess I was watching Eddie and the Cruisers. I was thinking either a blog item or a future podcast, maybe, maybe both a blog item and a podcast on best period movies of the 80s. Oh, Okay. So for that one, you would have... So Stand By Me would be in there. Absolutely. Stand By Me, uh, Christmas Story, uh, Dead Poets Society, um, The Outsiders. The Outsiders. Yeah. Stuff like that. And I, w- I would probably not do future period. It would be past. It would all be in the okay. past. Movies. Yeah. It's so like nostalgic. Yeah. Fl- Flamingo Kid. Oh, yeah. So you could easily do a... Um, That's a great idea. It'd be a fun podcast. It'd be yeah, <laughs> it would a be. nightmare doing the... Uh, the clips, but it, you know, eh, you know. Hey, what else do we have to do? What would be the number one seed? You think, or off the top of your head, would it be Stand by Me? Probably. People yeah, love that movie. They do. I don't know why. I haven't seen it in a long time. What I remember is that was sophomore year in college, and all the girls in the dorms had that soundtrack playing nonstop. Like that soundtrack was on all the time. 
Really? Yeah. Oh my gosh. Oh God, no, not at Florida. It made me crazy. No, I, I don't think I've ever seen this, the soundtrack to this. Are you? Oh, really? Wow. Okay. Maybe no. it's just uh, maybe it's just the anteaters that love that one. I had to go back to my room and turn <laughs> yeah. up the cure a little bit to get my mope on. God. <laughs> oh, you know what else would be in there? Um, and, and nobody talks about it anymore because it was early '80s. The Big Chill. That was huge when that yeah, came out. Yeah, but that's contemporary, isn't it? No, that was. Um, Is it set? Oh, in the past? you know what? Shoot, you might be right. I mean, it's they're looking back, but it's set in the now. Oh, you know, you're right. Oh, see, that's how Peggy Sue got married. It's a time travel movie, so does that count? Kind of a period movie too. We'd have to. Uh, I don't almost... know. We have to be careful because otherwise, we put Back to the Future in there, and that just screws yeah, up the whole. Yeah. Well, calculus. Eddie and the Cruisers would be the same way. Yeah. Um, it's not technically. Uh, it goes back and forth. So. Hey, I want to throw one one more suggestion before we move on. Okay. And I thought of this at the last second, and that's Ruthless People. Oh, so good. It's so funny. And it just if you haven't watched it, it looks so 80s. Like <laughs> DeVito's house is the way it's decorated is so over the top 80s. It's hysterical. Yeah. I don't know. 16 years old. Boy. There's some suggestions. Drew, let us know yeah. if we hit the right spot. Give you some ideas there. Um, and anybody who's listening who has good ideas or is in a similar situation, um, send us your suggestions. Yeah, we'll read them on an upcoming show. As usual, the email address is sit80s at gmail.com. What's happening, hot stuff? Ah, by the sound of the gong, it must be time for Mystery Movie Moment. Uh, you know how this works. We'll play a snippet of a movie from the 80s. If you get it right, you're entered into the drawing for um, sucking the 80s bottle opener. Woohoo! Somebody, somebody emailed this week and said, you guys should consider selling them because they would. That person would consider buying one, and I'm like, uh, it's, uh just just we'll we'll get you one. <laughs> just just enter the contest and <laughs> meet me halfway. Buy a ticket, <laughs> and they did. So I mean, for all I know, they're going to win this week. I don't know. So anyway, pay attention. Uh, this is actually very exciting because this last um, podcast, Brad put the last podcast together last week when I was sick as a dog and I couldn't even move. So he picked all the mu- the music and movie clips. I was I was really surprised by the ones you picked. By the way, so oh yeah, well I don't want to give away my method for selecting things because that'll oh. just help people figure out which what it is next time. Pay attention. Here was the clip from our last show. Would you mind if I took your picture? Now just stand still, please. Fix your hat a little bit. Lady, you take my picture with that thing. I'm going to rip your brazier off. Let's strangle you with it. Yes, that's witness. And uh, I thought it was pretty obvious, but there was a couple people who were like flummoxed by it I, that's such a great movie it is and you had actually it was used for a mystery movie moment long ago oh i don't mind that yeah. i mean it's, we've done 334 of these now it was probably it was probably a time for milking something like that <laughs> you be careful out among them english yeah uh who were some of the winners winners this week include john and phoenix billy and paducah Dr. Jean-Marc Bovey in St. Louis, Missouri, Scott in New Hampshire, Marie Mueller, Shazam from St. Louis, our old friend Bass Note in Chicago, Todd in Minnesota, and Kurt in Dirty Jersey. Pay attention. Here's our clip for this show. Do you teach algebra and biology and English here? Of course. Those are his needs. If you know it, email us at... SIT 80s or Steve in the 80s or Brad in the 80s, all of those at gmail.com. Ah, <laughs> oh, the mystical refrain of name the 80s tune. Uh, you know the drill by now. We play a snippet of a song from the 80s. 
If you get it right, you're entered into the drawing. Drawing. I can that word I can pronounce this week for some reason. More or less, yeah. For the uh, yeah, more or less is always the situation with me. Uh, for that beloved bottle opener, pay attention. Here was Brad's selection from the last show. Yes, that's Julian Lennon with "Too Late for Goodbyes." That was a very unusual pick, I thought. Well, that's a top ten hit. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. big time. I just, I, I just, it's not a song that I name check very often with the eighties. No, and actually, I got a note from somebody. Oh, I think it was Doctor Dim who was like, I, I recognize it, and I had to go back and listen to it three or four times, and then it just clicked into place. And like, that is exactly what I wanted. I wanted it to yeah. just kind of, kind of tickle something in your brain, and you know, like, wait, I know that. What is it? And then either make you totally mental. Because you can't remember, <laughs> or provide you with sweet release. Sweet release. I remember that once too. Anyway, uh, <laughs> that was exactly what you thought it was going to be. That's what I was hoping it was going to be. Let's read some of the winners. I don't feel like it. I, I I can't do it. I'll read the winners. Winners, 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 winners. Winners include Alexandro Steaks Cardoso Solis from Tijuana, John in Phoenix, Billy in Paducah. Julie H. in North Carolina, Martin in Fort Worth, PJ Vareccia, Tim in Harrisburg, Gary in Gilroy, Stony Stitt, Carol Jansen, Paul from Return to the 80s, Jonathan Thompson, DJ in Clinton, Peter Ryan, Lisa Brown, Alexander Millimeter Peter, Tim from Toadsuck, Joseph Perdue, and Pinhead, who writes, What about a show on German artists in the 80s? You have Nina, Alphaville, Taco, Falco, okay, he's Austrian, but, you know, I guess the Anschluss and all that. Uh, Peter Schilling, Kraftwerk, Nina Hagen, and, of course, the Scorpions, even though... Actually, I'm sorry, it's Scorpions, not the Scorpions, right? Right. Even though they are not stuck in the 80s. We are not stuck in the 80s. I don't know. We could do that. That's a good idea. I don't know too much about... I have, that would require some serious research. We have to actually get some learning on. Yeah, we haven't done that in a while. We've got a lot of right answers on that. For, only, for us, you know, yeah. only a couple of days. People were, I guess they were excited by the idea of a song and they weren't expecting. People knew it. So maybe, maybe you should pick them for the next foreseeable future. <laughs> I, I sense myself picking up additional duties. In the, the I'll, take on one of your duties. I'll take on one of your duties, which you just okay. tell me which one you want to swap. Uh, and Can you do the ironing for me? No. Or you just yeah. tell me. I'll just do it that way. Nah, it's fine. I don't mind doing it. Okay, so it's time to pick a winner, Brad. So spin the wheel. And it looks like the winner is Julie Houchin in North Carolina. Julie, send me a mailing address and we'll get that bottle opener out to you. In the meantime, pay attention. Here's this week's mystery clip. If you know it, email us at sitas at gmail.com, Steve in the 80s or Brad in the 80s at gmail.com. And we'll be right back after this commercial break. Chris. 
cruise back to the 80s on the first ever 80s cruise. That's right, seven days in the most radical party to ever hit the high seas with a totally awesome lineup of artists that define the sound of the decade. Join Huey Lewis and the News, Richard Marks, Starship, Cool and the Gang, A Flock of Seagulls, Modern English, Naked Eyes, Tiffany, Wang Chung, and Jessie's Girl, the ultimate 80s party band, and the original MTV VJs, Nina Blackwood, Mark Goodman, and Alan Hunter. As we cruise to exotic ports of core like Grand Turk, San Juan, St. Thomas, and the private island of Half Moon Key, don't forget to pack your best 80s looks because we're having a prom night, a movie costume party, pajama party, and neon beach party. You can't miss this. Sailing from February 28th through March 6th, 2016. For more information, log on to the80scruise.com or call 844-384-8080. As America's number one ball pen, selling over two million a day, it's safe to say that big knows pens. What does big know pens? Do doctors play golf on Wednesday? Does big no pins? Do rabbits multiply? The ever-reliable, virtually indestructible Bic, just 29 cents. Does anyone know anything the way Bic knows pens? Does Bic no pens? Do the Arabs have oil? Now save on the Super Saver Pack. Does Bic no pens? Does TV have commercials? And we're back, and we have just a few minutes left, and there's some pretty cool 80s news out there that we thought we'd tell you about. Yeah, chat a little bit about. Uh, Ready Player One. Which was the uh, – I guess it's called a young adult novel yeah. by Ernest Klein, which Brad and I have both read. How many times have you read it? Just once? Oh, no. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a rereader. If I enjoy something, I'll read it again. I've probably read it four or five times. Wow. I just wow. – yeah, I don't know. I like to reread stuff if I enjoy it. I reread it on the cruise, the journey cruise I was on yeah. just last week. I, lo- I loved it more the second time. It's just if fun. That's possible. You know, it's it just is fun. fun. If you're a fan of the 80s – it's a great read. It's it's not gonna you know it's not gonna change your life view. It's not gonna make you think too hard, but you're gonna enjoy it. You you know what I like about it? It made me more proud of being nostalgic. Like the whole stuck in the eighties thing. I wanted to come home and I wanted to buy like a poster for Tron and a poster for Real Genius. And I want I wanted to make the Spears Lair look more like um more like Halliday's Halliday's room. Yeah, that's exactly what I want. Like I'm really serious about investing some money in some more in some more nostalgia for this place. I could place. set you up with a TRS-80 color computer. Really? I don't know. I don't have mine anymore. That was my <laughs> first computer, actually. Uh, no, mine was uh, a TI-99-4A, and then I had a um, nice uh, Apple II ripoff called a, a Franklin Ace. Yeah, I remember the Ace. 2400, I think it was. And I bought my uh, TRS-80 with my paper route money. Of course God, you did. What a dork. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, well, I'll anyway, own it. Don't, look, don't get me wrong. I'll own it. But let's face it. it was, what a dork. <laughs> those were good computers, though. I mean, I, I used those even in college. Uh, the student newspaper, I think, I think we had those. That's what we wrote on. Um, the, um, the big news, anyway, is that Steven Spielberg is on board now to direct the movie version of Ready Player One. Yeah. I mean, this has been – Warner Brothers picked up the rights like two years ago. And you're like, okay, well, you know, we'll see what happens with it. And, you know, announcing that Spielberg is going to direct is basically like saying, look, we're serious about this. You know, this is going to be a real – this is a real movie. Yeah. Yeah. It, 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 and to be honest, I mean, he's the right person. He, I mean, he's the mystical – the mystical refrain. He's the, he's the <laughs> mystical pick. He is the – he is the – he is like – it's like the – he's like the um, – He's the man atop the mountain. 
Right. Yeah. He's, the, he's the parade marshal of the 80s nostalgia movement. And, yeah, he kind of is. And he needs to direct this movie. Only I think he'll put a nice touch on it. Uh, yeah, I do too. I do too. The one thing I don't want to see happen, I don't want to see this become some sort of weird, uh, campy, you know, silly kind of thing. I mean, I, to me, this 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 book could be done right and 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 be really touching, or it could be done like a joke. Well, and I think Nolan was discussed as a possibility at one point, and I'm like, uh, uh, that's gonna get really gritty and. And I think that would be an interesting movie, but I don't think it would be the right tone for this book. There needs to be a certain sentimental fingerprint. Yeah, on it. well said. And well Spielberg said. can do that. Nolan would have like crushed the sentimentality with a with a jackboot. Yeah, you know, it, like, it, would, it would have been a really interesting movie. Yeah. So um, Ready Player One. It's available on. I know I have it on my um, my iPad. That's where I read it. And I'll probably reread some of it today again. That's how much I enjoyed it. Go out there, read it, and uh, hopefully this movie will be out in a couple years. Because I, and I think it's going to be a. I hope it's a blockbuster. I hope what I hope it does is I hope it breathes a little bit uh, more life into the whole eighties nostalgia movement. Because I mean, obviously, it lasts forever. I hope we can get Ernie Klein on the podcast. Oh my God, Ernie Klein on the podcast. That's that's too much to hope for. That would be really cool. But uh, <laughs> I would totally go into fanboy moment. <laughs> I really would. I would just. I would have to really. I would take a long time to pare down my questions. Uh, you know, we could make it an epic four-parter. <laughs> and yeah. Today, our six through eight of our interview with Ernie Klein. <laughs> yeah, I almost could. I guarantee you. Eighties cruise fans, uh, I know you're out there. <laughs> Start thinking of those movie costumes, man. I, I I had a dream last night, Brad, that you and I went as um, you were Doc Brown and I was futuristic Biff. Nice. You were futuristic Doc Brown. I was futuristic okay. Biff from Back to the Future. You were Biff, Those not, were our not costumes. Riff, but Biff. Say Biff. hi to your grandma for me. <laughs> yeah. That, that was just going to be the line I was going to walk around saying. Yeah. <laughs> we really have to start narrowing things down. So Yes. I know. It gives us reason to talk on the phone 12 times a week. Aww. In the meantime, shortly after this podcast is posted, go to our Facebook page and look and you will see the ballot – for the excellent eight, please vote uh, once. <laughs> vote once. Make our job a little easier. <laughs> Cut the shenanigans out. Stay tuned in, and maybe we'll combine the final four and the final show into one. We'll see. Depends on how things work out. Depends on whether or not I'm alive or dead. Uh, in the meantime, Brad's about to head off on a family vacation. That's right. I'm getting out of Dodge, bro. So where are you going? Uh, we're going to England. England? Like yeah. uh, National Lampoon uh, European Vacation. My wife and I are looking for sex. <laughs> hey, kids. Big Ben. Parliament. Oink, oink, my big, my good man. That'd be fun. See if you can quote that movie there. I'm sure they love that I, movie. They love it when you do that, especially yeah. when you affect a fake British accent. Oh, they just love that. They love that. <laughs> it's so endearing to them. So, in the meantime, uh, we remain here, along with our movie sidekick friends, hopelessly stuck in the 80s. Stuck in the 80s is a class of 85 production. Please listen responsibly. Sure, your editing on this is going to be rough. It's going to be a good time. Rough. <laughs>